welcome to <laughs> this is only your life that's sarcastic <laughs> meaning it's it's only your fucking life who gives a shit um no big deal overcoming the bullshit to open your heart and mind with janice corsano and holly corsano well Hals, it's been a freaking month yes it has <laughs> And a lot's happened in a month. Yep, <laughs> very true. This um, July has been an intense emotional month, just in general. Um, I would think that most people noticed it because that's what the eclipses were for, mm-hmm. you know, because they were in Cancer, which is a very emotional, intuitive, the mother sign of the zodiac, and also the sign that is the most um, psychic, although... All the other water signs are also. Right. Not saying that you can't be psychic and be other signs. Mm -hmm. But they're the more, um, I would say, probably empathic of the signs. They pick up a lot. Uh. Being a cancer, I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Being one, I know. It's a bit of rough. Um, And you've been busy on a movie, so we haven't been able to podcast. Yeah. I have been doing all the hours. You've been doing all the hours, and I've been doing all the hours in, in other things. Mm-hmm. So we've been a little bit busy, but now we're going into, um, now that we just came out of the um, cancer season and those eclipses, eclipses last for six months, though. They don't actually just do a, like a full moon and a new moon when they happen, the eclipses, and I think it was July um, 2nd, um, I mean June, yeah, July 2nd and the 16th were the eclipses, but I don't think um, most people realize that eclipses are not just like a regular full moon or a regular new moon. And then we had the first new moon um, at the end of July, and now we're going into... What do you mean by that? The first new moon in the new year. In the galactic year? Yeah, in the galactic year, which started, I think, um, July 26th or something. Gotcha. That... Um, is bringing us more into the feminine energy now right. that we haven't been in for um, thousands upon thousands of years, which is bringing up a lot of stuff. We're trying to balance the masculine and feminine energies. So if everyone's been feeling you know, exhausted, if they've been feeling a lot of anger and a lot of purging, that's part of this. All this old stuff needs to go, all this old perceptions, the way that we see things, mm-hmm. and start to see things from a totally different place. So and I've been fe- noticing that like my things are hitting me like so hard in the last like month or two yeah this that's been part of what Mm -hmm. this is super big super big yeah and the amount of things that people are experiencing i don't know like any people that could say that they remember a time when it's been this intense um as far as it's staying you know what i mean like it'll be one thing after another thing after another thing and we're just full. We're like, we just can't. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't. Uh, it's like, don't talk to me. I can't do anymore. I can't. I can't talk about it. I, Limits. Yeah. You know, like we're just so maxed. overwhelmed. We're maxed to the. And then we're getting so much more sensitive because the vibration is getting so much higher. And then we had the um, Lionsgate portal open, which is, um, I think that opened, started opening on the 26th too, when we went into the new galactic year, which that portal is also a big portal for bringing in. Um, and it happens every year. But this year is a little bit different because we're changing into a new um, galactic whole, like, feminine energy versus masculine energy, which we've been in for, um, I've heard some people say 13,000 years, but 
I always hear it as 26,000 years, so maybe we did it for two cycles, mm -hmm. but it's a long, long time. So that being the case, um, there's so much more stuff that's coming through in as, a, as the feminine energy is starting to just really start to push in. Not that it hasn't been this whole year, been trying to, because, you know, just because a day happens doesn't mean, well, that's what happens on that day. Right, right. You know, it's been slowly, which is a lot of why the emotions are coming up to the degree. And with the North Node in Cancer also and the South Node in Capricorn, those are also about home and, and work and what you're planning and how to do things differently and what you want to do differently and what you want in your life. There's a lot of um, things that have to do with relationships and, and how we need to do them differently because they've we haven't been... Um, for so many, you know, I'd say probably hundreds of, you know, hundreds and thousands of years, they became a certain way. Relationships? Yeah, relationships. Mm -hmm. And relationships of all kinds. You know, not just, you know, our relationships with money, our relationships with friends, our relationships with our parents, mm -hmm. relationships with, you know, love interests. They're, we have a way that we've been taught they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And if they're not that way, then there's something wrong with them. Then we think, like, we have... It's funny because it's like, as girls, we're taught that there's fairy tales. You know, like, here's the fairy tale of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the guy's supposed to do this, this, and this, and act like this. And then the guy's taught his way that he's supposed to be. And none of that goes into what you really want it to be. <laughs> right, like what you as an individual As an individual mean? need. And if it's not working that way, then it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong or there's something wrong with you. I mean, like, if you don't want a relationship just like a relationship's supposed to be, in the quote, cool, air quote, quotes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> air quotes, um, and say you do a little bit different type of relationship or you don't feel like you, it has to be that way or it, or you, mostly, actually, we feel like it has to be that way and when it's not that way, we're very, we feel very hurt mm -hmm. that it's not the way we want it to be that we're doing it wrong, that there's something wrong with us, that we suck at them. But we're not really looking at the programs and beliefs we've learned about them. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to get out of is that perception that that's how they have to be and start to understand us and what we really want and then be able to be individuals, like your masculine and feminine, be balanced. Um, as we're So we're female, and in, in the female energy, it doesn't mean we don't have very strong masculine energy because a lot of, you know, it, it has nothing to do with your gender. Right. Right. So it basically has to do with you as an individual. And some, you know, females have very strong masculine energy. Some have very strong feminine. Some have more of a balance. Mm -hmm. But I'd say we're probably a strong masculine and feminine in, in, you know, but depends on the day. Right. You know, and I think that's pretty much, you know, a lot of people. But we would probably be more tending to be more on the feminine side. As a general. But the point of all that is, okay, new perceptions, old beliefs going, and being able to see from a higher place. And as we can see, like just through history in, you know, in our short history of, you know, say hundreds of years, the way that things have changed so much just in the last 20 years, like what used to be how a relationship worked doesn't seem to be working. And that's why we have like so much divorce and so much unhappiness. And, mm -hmm. and just like with jobs, it's like, this is what you go to work and do. And you need to go to work and you need to work like this. And it has to be hard and to get ahead and you have to follow these rules. And so you go to school and you figure out what you want to be when you grow up. And mm -hmm. then you go to school and you learn how to be that. And then you go out and get a job and hopefully you love it. Right. And then you go try to go be that. 
And if you don't like it or whatever, too bad. <laughs> That's what you're going to be. And there's a feeling in there, if you look at a lot of people that, you know, go to work, that they're not happy with what they do. Yeah. They're like, how did I end up here? There's a lot of that, right? Right. And it's the same a thing in relationships. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, you know, in a relationship, in a job, you know, with money, with, you know, I'm, it always feels like we're working for something that we're supposed to be doing, not mm-hmm. that we want to be doing. Well, right, right, right. You're supposed to do A, B, and C so you can get to D. And that feeling is very much like you got to do what you got to do so you get how to, you got to make money. But no one right. ever talks about that as... Right. It's like that weird like age thing where it's like, oh, I'm this age, therefore, uh, if I didn't accomplish these, like if I didn't have a, own a house or if I didn't, like if like when you were like kind of little and you thought, oh, by like 30, I would... Yeah, 30 is one of those numbers that people kick their ass at uh-huh. when they didn't accomplish all the things they thought they were supposed to do at 30. Right. It's yeah. one of those, it's, I call them the, because um, that's not a midlife crisis, I call them the, the quarter life crisis because they happen between 25 and 30. Yeah. But when people hit 30, there's like this, this bell that goes off. Mm-hmm. It's like this um, big blaring thing and you start to go through all the things that you were supposed to have accomplished and had by the time that you were 30 and then you get all upset because you don't have them that way. Right, right. Instead of going like, wait, wait, whose idea was that? Yeah, like, who <laughs> put that as, like, our weird rule projection? Yeah. Who made that shit up on what I, I was know. supposed to have done or be or I was supposed know. to live my life and what I'm supposed to have accomplished by the time I was 30? And what did I accomplish that I really wanted to? And, wh- and also, it's like, what does the accomplishment, like, mean? mean, mean? Like, meaning, like, uh, for me, like, I don't have, like, literal tangible accomplishments other than like movies that like float in the world that I'm that I've worked on but it's not like I own a house or you know what I mean like I don't have like things that show that I've done stuff you know what I mean like as far as like a in like a tradition quote air quotes traditional life pattern like Mm -hmm. I'm you know I'm like not married Mm -hmm. There, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. you know, as being, you know, I'm going to be 35 this year. So it's like, oh, God forbid. Yeah, in the traditional. In the traditional, oh, my gosh, you live at home and you don't have children and you're not married. And you know what I mean? Like if you're talking to someone who's like super traditional, mm-hmm. um, that's like a, are you going to be single forever? Right. You know what I mean? It's like one of those weird things. Like you should probably get on that. And it's just like, oh, no. Definitely. You should get on that right now. Definitely no. You should be getting married and having kids. It's zippy. Zip. Ugh. Your clock is a ticking. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the clock is ticking. It's like you're like inner time bomb. It's like a, what's going to happen if you don't have children? Maybe like the world is like slightly better because there's less people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but your inner time bomb is ticking, so you better get on it. I roll. I roll. <laughs> Insert I roll, please. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like those are the things that are changing. Right. And being able to be you and be okay with you is going to take a little bit of work because there's a fight against it. Right. Because I've personally never felt pressured. Like I never had that feeling of, like some like some of my girlfriends like have dreamed about being a parent or dreamed about what their wedding looks like or like have like fantasies of like 
what their adult life was when mm-hmm. they were little. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as like little kids and like, I don't ever remember having that. Interesting. Yeah. Like that was like, yeah. Cause we know lots of, um, you know, clients that I work with that are your age or a little bit younger mm-hmm. and they, most of them had that, you know, where those are the things that they wanted to do. Right. Like mm-hmm. if some, someone asked me like, like I didn't start, I never thought about like what my wedding would look like. But that was like never a thing. A thing. And then when I hit co- college, and um, someone asked me that, they're like, well, "Well, what would you do for your wedding?" And I was like, "Well, I would do it on Halloween. It would be a masquerade ball, and it would be in a castle." <laughs> that was what my answer was. And I was like, "All right, moving on." Like that was just like the that was like the thing that came to mind. Came that popped the out of quickest. your head. And I was like, "Okay, I, I, who knows?" But but it's just I just think that that's funny because it was like literally like a, oh, I don't know. I never thought about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Where which would be unusual for a girl to not have thought about their wedding because the which training is very young. Which is a stereotype. That's an yeah. the fact that it is a, would have been unusual. Right, would have been unusual for you to have not have planned your wedding by the time you were ten. <laughs> so weird, yeah. <laughs> to have seen that as the goal. Yeah, I don't know. I just never thought about it. Which is good, you know, because those are programs that, mm-hmm. and it's not bad if you plan your wedding. It's yeah. just looking at what is it that you really want versus what you've been trained to want. Right. You know, like, is is that something that's very high on your list that you get married and have a wedding that looks like A, B, and C because that's right. so important to you. Right, Now, Literally, if it's important yeah. to you, totally different. But if it's right. important to you because it's authentic, meaning right. authentically you, like, that's something that that's different. is that's totally different. different. Right, like, for me, an important part, like, for me, like, like, I care less about the actual, like, wedding itself and more about, like, the team that you create with a person. Right. And it doesn't have to be, like, a marriage, literally. Like, it's just more of, like, the fact that, like, two people are, like, working, you know, they're both growing together in a, spa- in a shared space mm-hmm. and working through things with each other also. Right. And, like... You know, like, so it's more like I see it as like a team, like a team member. And that's, that's more of what we're going towards Mm -hmm. in the idea of being individuals. Like I always say, it looks like, and we know there's a word for it, but they always tell me it's the MasterCard symbol because it's funny. You know, the MasterCard symbol where there's one round circle and another round circle that overlaps in the middle. A Venn diagram? Yeah, I know. Um, I was like, when you said a MasterCard symbol, I thought you were talking about um, those stupid, the, what's it called? The tarot cards? No. I think I was like, what are you talking about? No, the MasterCard symbol, which is a Venn diagram. diagram. I know, but I don't ever remember that on purpose. Like, they always show me the MasterCard symbol. So, and and what is it that they're showing this to you for? It's the MasterCard symbol and the Venn diagram is uh-huh. a round circle, a whole being, yep. and another round circle, whole being, that overlaps. Yep. And so in two that overlap, partners. Right. Two partners that have overlap. A, an overlapping partnership that they share. Right. Which is their relationship. Mm-hmm. But they're still yep. whole beings. Correct. And they overlap together. Right. So it's not like, okay, you're my other half that's missing. Correct. And it, without you, I can't be a whole being. Right, which is bad. That's like crazy to... Because if you're not a whole being and you're walking around as a half, you screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're waiting for your other half, then you can't do anything till you get your other half. If you think you're missing a half... Right. Instead of like you working on cultivating you as a whole being, mm-hmm. insecure, then, then wouldn't that be... Because if you're going to go find a half, 
that means you feel like you're broken, and you're going to go find the other broken piece to put it together to make one big broken piece. <laughs> right, so that means you're going to be codependent. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that we're, those are the things that we're working on getting around, like meaning over. Mm-hmm. Like the training needs to go out of, you know, codependency. It's the, you know, individual being able to care for and take care of and not look outside of themselves for their joy and happiness. Right. Now, if you're joyful and happy and you have a partnership, then that would be more joyful and happy. Right. But if you do not, you should still be able to be joyful and happy. And we're all working on that because that we always look outside to tell us if we're happy or not, meaning the, the other person. Mm-hmm. So say if we're in a partnership, if that person does something or is going through something, that affects us. Now, of course, it's going to affect us, but um, the difference is that we're dependent on the way that they're feeling moment by moment the way that it affects us, meaning that we take it personal, like, oh, do they not care now? Do mm-hmm. they, what, what's going on? Instead of being able to communicate better and realizing that everyone's going through stuff and you can go through stuff and it doesn't have to take you down because you feel okay, that I would actually maybe bring them up and be able to support them and not be going into, oh my God, um, does that mean they don't care or does that mean I'm not important anymore because we're so dependent on what they're feeling about us to make us feel like we're okay. Right, it's like looking for outside validation all the time. Yeah, and we need way of we need a lot of it. You know, it's funny because you get validation at you know like say eight thirty in the morning, and then by lunchtime, could be not even by coffee break, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need more. It's like well, well you know because you could talk yourself out of it. Well, they did say you know hey good morning, hope you have a good day, love you, mm-hmm. and. By 10.30, you could be like, well, you know, they, they probably just said that because they feel like they have to say that. And, you know, and by 10.30, you got yourself talked into, well, they just, they're, you know, they don't really mean that. They're just saying that because they think I want to hear that because otherwise I'll be a bitch and pain in the ass. Up, you know, <laughs> be like saying like, you didn't even say good morning to me. Right. So, you know what? I'll just say good morning to her just to. So now that's a story we're making up in our head. right? Because we all make up stories. Um you have no idea if you didn't, if the person didn't tell you. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, here's a dumb story I made up in my head just recently. So, um, I made a friend on set and, um, I had, their last day was, um, yeah, the day before yesterday. And, um, I had sent them a message being like, hey, like after we all like left for the day, I sent them a message being like, hey, what's your Instagram this is, like, such a weird, like, thing that my I ca- caught myself being, um, like, having, like, the pattern. Um, so I had messaged them at night after we all got home. It was, like, late. It was probably, like, 2 o'clock or something that we, like, got home, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, like, oh, what's your Instagram? And then um, that person has their, like, read receipts on, mm-hmm. like how I do. So because mm-hmm. I like to do that. So I saw that they didn't see it for a long time and then my first thought was this is where my brain goes anyone's everyone's well no it's two different things my first thought was did they fall asleep driving is everything okay like because i get you know because it's late so then first paranoid comes in Mm -hmm. where i'm just like because everyone was so tired because we had all these crazy overnights all these things and this person had like a three-hour drive so it's just like okay they're not i know they're not going to check their phone because i literally just asked them this when we like left so Mm -hmm. Um, so then it was like a panic, like hope people don't fall asleep. And then, um, the next morning 
I went, you know, I woke up and I was like looking, um, just like checking all my stuff. And I saw that it still wasn't red. And I was like, oh crap, like what happened? You know, I got like nervous. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I was like, oh, and then it like dawned on me that like, then it was funny. It was like, oh, I wonder if they're like, like, I wonder like what they're doing, you know, like did they, are they ignoring this? What's going on? And then I looked at my Instagram and then I saw that they had followed me, even though they hadn't seen it yet in the text message, which is funny because it was like a, my brain made up like a, did something happen? Like, are they okay? Like, did they fall asleep? Like, it was like telling like all these stories just based on the fact that. You knew you were tired. You knew you had a three hour ride and that they hadn't read it yet. Right. So we could see how that line of thought would go. Right. But the idea that we go right there because worst case scenario mm-hmm. like my brain was just like oh my god like i hope they got home okay mm-hmm. and that's not uncommon because the idea of somebody being exhausted and you know it's like you do it from your own experience mm-hmm. so your own experience about you driving three hours being that tired what would that feel like you go we go from what our experience is not from someone else's right yeah so you wouldn't certainly go well well, they usually drive three hours when they're exhausted and they're fine. Right. It would then, and then when I saw, when I checked my Instagram and I saw they had followed me and it was in within like a time that they would have already gotten home by, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know they're safe. Now I know that they got home, even though they hadn't like, I hadn't like talked to them. It's just the fact that like I saw yeah, you saw that. that it was like. So then you could relax. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. Like, but just, it, I just, it's funny how like. But we the do worry. tend to do that from our own experience. Yeah. And because of situations that we've been in and things that have happened with us that or experience. And that's me personally because I always get car nervous. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. Because of your experience. Right. And because of the things that happened with the family and in us, right. then that would be something that and we, we could see like we don't go by today. We go by, you know, every day is not a new day. Right. Every day is a new day of our programs playing right. and hitting our right. buttons or like, and oh, scaring us. For, or, for example, like um, there was like a car accident on the Merit, I don't know, sometime like the other week. And um, it was when I was like talking to one of my friends and I knew that he was planning on riding his motorcycle and his mom lives in mm-hmm. that area. Yep. And that's where his bike was at his mom's house. So I the first thing I did was, there's an accident on the Merit. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where my brain, like, instantly goes. And I then get a, p- a message back of a sandwich. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. perfect. That's all I needed. I just wanted to know that, like... Right. But because of the experiences mm-hmm. and the idea that, okay, there's something close. Because that, if... If I know that you're driving to New York and I see that there's an accident somewhere mm-hmm. and you could be in that area, I'm going to text you and be like, are you okay? Right. Because of the experiences that you we've had. You should call me instead. Well, text you, call you, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in this hypothetical the point being, scenario, I'm going to check me. in with you. <coughs> yeah. I'm going to check in with you to see if you're okay. Yeah. That's a thing that because of what we've been through. Right. Now, if, if we hadn't been through accidents and you know traumas that we had been through, Maybe we wouldn't go so quickly there. Right. Because always any car thing, that's the first thing I think of is like, are they okay? What's going on? Right. And that would be the same thing from from the experience that we've had and what, you know, experiences I've had since young, mm-hmm. that that's something, okay, is the person okay? Yep. But 
not every single person, we assume every single person does the same thing. Right. Like Because or, we do it so easily. Right. Or like mine was like really bad like with um with uh like in high school when mm-hmm. I was first learning to drive and stuff because I would be like so nervous all the time like just like as like a new driver um because I like didn't feel like I trusted myself yet. Well, we also had because of the PTSD with the car accident because when we had the car accident the first one you were only 11 Right. And then the second one, that when you were just getting over, like when you were just fine to get over the PTSD or just really starting to, mm-hmm. then we had another accident. Right. Yeah. And that was around the time where you would be learning how to drive. Right. And that made it so, because it was hard for you to get to drive to begin with. Right. Yeah. She had to, to like force me to get my license. Like I didn't want to get it until like. Yeah. No, she wouldn't. I think it was like 17. When I got it. Yeah. You yeah. were, I had to force you. Yeah. I had to kind of push. But but I knew that you needed to, mm-hmm. and I knew that you needed to get over that, and that it was going to be very important. And with that other accident, it, you know, basically, the thing that you just started to trust again to go on the road and to be okay was basically thrown out the window in 5.2 seconds when that Right, other because we happened. were in the second one, like, a couple of years after, and then it just, like, cemented the fact that, like, oh, actually, yeah, you aren't like five safe years in the after. car. Yeah, and it's like just when you were just starting to feel like you could be safe, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about, like, the setups of things. Right. Just when you're starting to be like, okay, well, I think we could be safe. I think I'm okay. I think we're mm-hmm. safe. And then have another accident. Right. And also another bad one. You're like, okay. Especially as, like, a little kid because you don't have, like, much life to compare and contrast like things to right. you know what I mean like you haven't had like right to meaning like the existence of time to say like okay this doesn't happen that often right right yeah and it happened when I was 11 now it's happening when I'm 17 right exactly <laughs> so it's like it seems like it's a thing that's like kind of normal right so you just but you just don't know when it's going to happen so it's like a Ooh, surprise. You know that this thing is going to come at some point. You just don't Again. know. Again. Again. Not that even just once. Right, right. You just know that it's like lingering, but just like it's a surprise. And then when it does happen, your world is totally rock and you're not the same person after. And you can see that that, that being the case because yeah. of that experience, right? that would shape the way that we actually act in the world and the Correct. way that we walk around in the world. Right. So we would be more fearful of people driving. Yeah. Um, yes. With ourselves driving, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, being in an accident or us being in an accident, mm-hmm. and there'd be a lot more fear around it. Right. And but you know what it is, though? And I just am thinking about this now. My version of what I think of as a car accident is always, like, catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there never, like, a dumb fender bender or, like, a little stupid, like, someone, like... Well, the, what, the accident that you were first in was catastrophic. N- they all, no, they all are bad. No, meaning the first accident. The second one was also. Right. So it wasn't like we had a fender bender. Yeah, we were like in like good car accidents. Like they were solid. Yeah, they, they were, were like they were solid. Legit. So when you have those, yeah. then how would you comp- like? Right. It's not like we actually really had fender benders. No. You know, like um, there was a fender bender, you know that somebody tapped me from behind, you know, like... And that, like, doesn't count. Right. I didn't even count it. Yeah. That, like, doesn't count. You know, like, saying, like, somebody backed up into the parking lot and, you know... Right, like, when I was learning to drive, me and someone else in the high school parking lot rear-ended each other 
that you were backing up. Because we were both backing up at the same time, but coming from, like, opposite directions. So we, like, scooped each other's corners of our bumpers because, we were, like, one was backing out mm-hmm. one way. The and other was... Were, yep. I was backing out the opposite way, so we were just, like... Oomp. Yeah, so it just, like... It's like a little friendly high five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we high-fived our bumpers. And I was just like, ah, crap. But, um, you know, but it's like, I didn't see them. They didn't see me. It was like... Right, know. and that's why they're called accidents, yeah. all of them. Yeah. But the point being that that one didn't have that... Didn't feel like bad. Like right. It didn't feel scary. Right, because that's like a little fender bender, and it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, that right. sucks, but mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Right, but so, but relating this, though, to, like, a relationship... But that's what we're relating it to. So if we're talking about the way we've been trained, and then mm-hmm. we have experiences, mm-hmm. right? So the training with car accidents... It's not like you get trained to have a car accident. Correct. You get trained to worry about things. Right. And to worry about people because we start to see somebody gets sick or something happens or somebody gets hurt or, you know, whether it be in your house or whatever, like you fall down and you break something or need stitches or whatever. Um, So you get trained to worry because something could happen. And then you get fear of loss because then you lose people because... Yeah. Right, and then as time goes on, different people that you know, like, pass, or, like, things happen, and all happens. these things, and you're just like, oh, crap, it, like, really becomes real, that it's, like, a thing that thing. is part of life. And as you're, as that happens, and then you have more but experiences. to me, I'm going to, like, do a side note. Side note, it's odd that it's so scary to lose people when it's consistent. Like, you know, you 100% are guaranteed that that will happen. Every other thing in your life that people, like, don't worry about, it's like, it's like that. it feels like it's backwards. It's like, okay, like, you definitely know this is going to happen at some point. Therefore, why worry? Because you know, it's not a, it's like, it's a surprise maybe when it will happen, but it's like a... Right, because the thing that we know that, that, is guaranteed on our planet is death and taxes. Death and taxes? <laughs> yes. That's funny. That's the, I never heard that. People always tell me. You've never heard that? Oh, no. my God. People death always tell taxes. me that. The only thing guaranteed on our planet is death and taxes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, if you're yes, ever lost in the woods and you can't get home, start talking about politics and someone will come up right away to start arguing. <laughs> so they'll find you? Yeah, you, get, you will get found. Start you just start talking about politics out in you nowhere will, by yourself. You will be found so quick. Start to talking to the tree about yeah. politics. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> the, yeah. The tree might get mad with what you're telling. Oh yeah. But anyway, so point being, point being, what we're talking about is these things that are so programmed and because of our experiences. Right. So now we're forgetting about the. Well, we're not forgetting it. We're bringing it up. Um, we're now talking about what society's beliefs were, right? And then your right. family's beliefs, and then, then the way you saw that. Because and how it was modeled to you. Right, because everything goes in each person differently. Right. So what would have been a bigger deal to you because of what you came here to learn, your, you know, sibling might not have taken right. that. Right, yeah, because Nicholas doesn't, isn't as nervous about car stuff as I am. No. Till this was, day. And he was in both of those accidents. Right. Too. In, the, well, the three. He was in three of them. All three of them, yeah. yeah. So, but he doesn't have the same right. issue. He's not scared. Of right. Them, no. Which you know, is is very different, and he was younger. Which is interesting, because he is five years younger. Mm-hmm. So... So, at the time, he was five and... five and a half or something, and then 
11. So I think like right. around there. Yeah. Cause, well, so that first one we had, I was like nine. Yeah. He was like five. Yeah. No. So you were like 10. No, he was five. You were 10. Yeah. And then the next one was like, that's he, right. was, yeah, that's he right. was 10 and you were like 15 or 16. Yeah. You know, it was like in the like mm-hmm. 10 and a half and yeah. 15 and a half or yeah. something. So, yeah. Anyway, but, whatever. But the point being is that the way that he took that was not the same way. Right. And I had asked him once, like what the different ones, because you and I both had um, trauma from that and mm-hmm. both got PTSD from that. Right. And the difference was with Nicholas that I thought was very interesting about what he told me about, and he didn't have it. Um, was because he saw it... First or second one? The first one. Uh-huh. He saw it as a five-year-old um, that he changed the whole accident. And he changed the accident and made us be in a big truck. Mm-hmm. So when we got hit, that we had a big truck and that the person hit us in a little tiny, like a little toy car. Ah. Because I feel like I... Yeah. I do remember you telling me told this, like, me years how, and he, years ago. how he changed it in his yeah. head. So yeah. He changed it pretty quickly as if, well, no, we were in a big truck and they were in a little tiny... So he unanchored it mm-hmm. naturally without knowing that he was doing, doing that. that. Interesting. Yeah. That's so, very cool. So some people have the ability to do that, you know, or that's also because maybe of his age, too. Yeah, like your mind is more like it's open. In the, it's all in the still in the process of, you know, putting things... Yeah, things he's still in. building his reality. But at the same and like time, his, yeah. but at the same time, that would also be a very critical time. That could have gone in very, that real bad, right? If it was the other way around. So that could have been, you know, where you're terrified mm. of, right? You know, driving forever, right? Um, but that's he, and he told me how he did it because I asked him, you know, why mm-hmm. he wasn't like he seemed always fine with it. Yeah. And then he told me he goes, well, you know, he's a little kid. Well, you know, um, I basically saw it as, and I was like, oh. Good idea. Mm-hmm. And when I had to, you know, like break mine, I had to do a bunch of things to break the loop because it's a loop that gets stuck in there. Right. And in trying to do that, you know, I do use, you know, interesting um, holistic health. Right. You know, so what would be like tactics. a way? So like, for example, when I'm um, in traffic, my and this is from the most recent accident that I was in. Right. Um, because well, I told you when we were talking about it, but we'll have to talk about that another time because we're trying to talk about the yeah 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 the um all the energies that are coming in right that's true but but really quick though um I just want to relate this to like romantic relationships and like belief patterns because the whole like like because I my brain's like paralleling them mm-hmm. meaning like so the first like relationship you have. You know, it's your like first relationship you have is usually the one that you are most open and trusting with. Right. Because you've never had a relationship before. Mm-hmm. You do not know that you already have preconceived notions of relationships. Right. Meaning you, you have a preconceived notion when you go into the relationship right. about what it's supposed to be or how it's supposed to be. Based on your parents. Based on your, your soci- by, based on society, your parents, um, what you've heard by your friends, like by a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, mainly your your system of society that you live in and mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is that you're the most open then because you haven't gotten hurt yet. Right. So you have a very open heart and you're very open and so you love very easily. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and then something happens and you get hurt, mm-hmm. what you learn very quickly is not to trust, not realizing that you had already learned that a long time before. 
I see. Because mm -hmm. the first thing that we tend to be taught as very young kids is you can't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. Don't, don't talk, talk to strangers. To strangers. Yeah. Don't. And also you can't trust other people. The only ones you can trust are your family. Well, the only ones that can hurt you are your family. When you're little, yeah, because it's like they yell at you because you did something and then you get, like, in trouble. And and it's not even just being yelled at. It's the idea that the only people that can hurt us are people we're close to. I mean, like, we don't take everyone else as serious. If we're You don't take people you don't know as crap. As seriously. As serious, yeah. You know, as you would your family. So you right. get your feelings hurt very much so. Right. If, if your parent tells you that you are a loser... Versus right. if some stranger looks at you and go, you're a loser. Yeah, you'd be like, you don't know me from, like, a freaking, like, flower in the ground. What the hell do you know? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. But when that gets programmed into you, especially from people who are supposed to love you, it's like I always said, like, if you tell your child that they're ugly as a parent. Oh, God. That uh -huh. goes in very yeah. strongly. If you tell your child that they're beautiful as a parent, that doesn't go in. <laughs> Because they go, well, they're supposed to, um, their kid. Right, right. Of course my parents would think I'm great. Right. Of course my parents they're would think I'm to. beautiful. They're supposed they're to supposed think I'm great. To. They're my parents. But if you tell them that they're not great and they're ugly, that goes in way more. That's Be so messed up. Now, we work, like, in a weird way. That's so, so silly. The fact that we don't believe <laughs> that when our parents say that we're beautiful or that, you know, we're talented or that we, you know, have this wonderful... Oh, they, they're obligated to tell us yes. these things as yes, their Yes, because child. they're our parent. That's funny. But if we tell our kids something else, like, well, you suck at math... Because you're not obligated to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Although there are people that you're are... You're supposed to, as parents... Supposed love to, your air kids quotes, unconditionally, supposed to, yeah. Supposed to. Love your kids unconditionally so that everything they do is great, which is actually not true. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, if you go around telling your kid everything they do is great, the kid ain't going to believe you anyway. Yeah. They're <laughs> going to be like, all right. But, you, of course, you love your child unconditionally, and you think that they're beautiful, and mm -hmm. you think that they do things, you know, and, and most of them are doing things. Mm -hmm. And is there things that they're not good at? Yeah, just like you are. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you're putting them down for them. You're helping them to boost, you know, mm -hmm. as a parent, you're hopefully helping them yeah, to boost and those okay. up. Yeah, It's always okay. Right. But uh, what I'm saying is the idea that if somebody gets told a real negative thing that they believe, like which is in like the way that we look, you're beautiful versus mm -hmm. you're ugly. As a parent, because you're the parent, that kid will take the ugly and be like, if my own parents think I'm, then I'm really ugly. Right. My own parents don't love me. So the whole idea about learning trust, you mm -hmm. know, we learn not to trust people. So now we're in our home and in our family and we're getting our feelings hurt left and freaking right. Right. And then we go, okay, without even realizing this. Then we go, okay, now go out in the world and make some friends. Well, without realizing, our subconscious already knows not to trust people and that right. they can hurt us or we can get hurt. So then you go out and trust somebody. Mm -hmm. And what happens? Then you get hurt. Right. And then you're like, oh. Sh like." But it's funny, though, because it's not like the person is necessarily trying to hurt you. Unless you're like, No, we're hey. not talking about people trying to hurt you. Yeah, but we're it's talking just like about on our, accident. Yeah. Our experience. Yeah. And... Because even even in your home, most of the time, people aren't trying to hurt you. They're not trying to be mean. You just, like, took it personal. Some people are. Yeah. You know, I mean, depends on, you know, you could have a... That's true. It depends, like, on the... The, the situation, what's yeah. happening, whatever. But a lot of times we get hurt because we took it that way. We right. took it when that's not what they meant. But now we go out into, you know, have our first love relationship. Mm -hmm. And our hearts are very open. And that's the time that our heart is the most open to 
somebody else. And we're got all those love feelings and we're attracted to the person and we're excited and everything is great. Mm-hmm. And then in a short time, you know, that phase starts to fade and then you get that, like honeymoon phase, as they call it. Yeah. Um, starts to fade and then you start to see the real person and your differences and the things and then they say stuff that hurts your feelings or you feel like they don't want to be around you or they're feeling like you don't want to be around them. What's going on? What's wrong? And then you start getting hurt. You start getting your feelings hurt. And that hurts. That first one, if you truly love somebody, mm-hmm. hurts so bad that you start closing your heart because you mm-hmm. can't stand it. It's right. so painful that you're like, I can't ever do this again. Once you survive it... Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at it as a survival, mm-hmm. you know, something that I survived, you look at it as something I don't ever want to do. Right. Like most people look at it as the thing without realizing it subconsciously mm-hmm. that they, it's in your head like that is the scariest thing that my heart is so vulnerable that I don't ever want to be that vulnerable again. So then here's a question. Is this feeling associated with the fact that your inner happiness isn't coming from you and you're looking for outside validation. Yes. Because that's the first thing that came to my mind is like, because like if I like really love somebody, whether or not they're being a dummy, I love them. Right. And that's the difference, right? Right. The difference would say that if, if, if they don't want to be with me, right. right? If they change their mind and don't want to be with me and I'm still good with me. Right. Then it might not break my heart because I know that I will be okay regardless. Right. And it will break my heart to some degree, meaning I right. want to it be with that person. Right. It that makes you sad. Right. That that's not what is happening. Right. But the difference would be we become codependent on right. that person for our happiness. Right. And it's that person. Instead of we're independent on our happiness and that person, of course, we're going to miss them and would, you know, love them to have been the person. But we can start to reconcile that and the idea that, well, there, well, if it's not the person, then, okay, there's another person. Right. That's probably maybe a better person. Right. It's like the universe is like saying, hey, like, this. It's like more, more of like that whole like highest and greatest good thing. So it's like trust. Right, learning to trust in the universe (coughs) and that it's trying to lead you in your experiences that you also set up in contracts and things that you are here to experience. Right. But that's a hard one when you're in a relationship and we're very taught that this is how it works and that when you love somebody, that that means that you're supposed to be with them forever. Right, right, right. That there's a, a forever in there. Right. Well, so here's a thing like, so for example, like Xavier dated for what like five years or something long time um so we don't work well as a couple a couple we work you work well we work well as we work very well in a friendship yeah and so he'll he's not going anywhere in my friendship you know what i mean like it's like a solid right you know what i mean and i can like it's like i like unconditionally love him even though he's a dummy Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, well, cancel, cancel, cancel. He's not a dummy. He's just... No, meaning that in yeah. a relationship, but it was very hard. Yeah, we did not work well that way, even though it was a wonderful learning lesson. Like, I learned a lot about what being codependent was. I learned a lot about, like... Um, How somebody makes you feel when they're going through their own stuff, right. and it hits your own stuff, because right. that's what the experience is to help to teach us, right? right? Yeah, exactly. 
And that being the case, it's like, okay, do I start to learn that my happiness should not be dependent on somebody else? Right. You know, like, I mean, like, what, what they're saying to me about me, is that truly me? Or is that basically me being so worried about them not loving me or not being right. there in that way that I can't survive? Right. And that's part of what we start to do. Like, we get so scared that we can't survive or, and we don't want to that we keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting to the point where we fight with, we basically fight with ourselves enough and fight with them enough. And I'm not saying we should be giving up on relationships that easily. What I'm saying is we're fighting because we're scared. We're not looking at it from a place of, is this even even the work? Right. Give me a more of an example. So it'd be like you and Xavier, mm -hmm. you know, of course you're going to fight to understand the relationship and you're going to understand, okay, where do we not work and how do we make this better? And all those things are stuff that we would do because right. when we care about somebody, we right. want to try to you figure work. it out. Yeah. You want to try to figure it out. But as time goes on and you keep trying to figure it out and there's a certain point where you get to, it's like, I don't know if we work good like this. Yeah. You know, I don't know if this is the best. And we have to go through it long enough for us to see that it's not. But at that point, we'll still stay because there's a part of us that says we're supposed to. Because if you love somebody, then you just... You're supposed to stick it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning that that's the thing you're supposed to do, how long, what, like, I don't even know what the time limit is on that. Yeah, like, how long do you do something that doesn't feel, but there's a difference, though, between, like, I think it's, like, what his lessons were and, like, what his belief patterns are and what mine are. And they're different. And they're different, but it's, like, we both worked so well at showing each other right. those things that it's, like, it's like almost like you do it for as long as you need. Well, those are part of learning the lessons. Yeah. You know, and when you're in that, when you're in those lessons, of course you're going to be sticking it out because those lessons are in your face so big that they're right. going to be beating you over the head enough that you right. can't go anywhere. Right. Until you start to feel like you are getting them. Right. And as you start to get them and see them, and if you're paying attention, you could probably get them quicker. Right. And then have different relationships. You right. You know, because... As we vibrate higher, which is part of what all this vibration change and this going into um, this ascension that we've been doing for years and years now um, is helping us to see. It's like as you understand and vibrate higher who you truly are, a divine being, right. that you can never be separate from anybody or anything, that we are all made of energy, and that our experience of love is very limited. It's very conditional on our planet. Mm -hmm. and. As we learn to unconditionally love, then we'll learn to accept people the way that they are and be able to love ourselves. because self-love is the first thing before right. you could love anybody else. Mm -hmm. But we're looking for reinforcement all the time outside, and each person that tells us that we're not lovable or there's something wrong with us, we believe more and more because it's already been trained in us that something's wrong with us. Right. So in why you know these portals are so important is it's helping us to learn to get a different perspective on this to not be so stuck in our beliefs and our programs and the mm -hmm. way that we look at relationships of all kind and love relationships and, and friendship relationships and mm -hmm. what we expect from a person at every given moment. That's an interesting one, the what you expect from people thing. Mm -hmm. Because like, and this is for example, when you have a friendship versus a relationship, 
Oh yeah, we don't expect the same thing. You it, there's it's so weird how different it is mm-hmm. because and like although I mean I do have certain like quote well we it, have certain we have certain like boundaries we would should set up and stuff right but we don't have the same expectation for a friend as we do for a relationship right because they don't have like and it's weird like it's like the, it doesn't it's not that it doesn't have as much weight and it's not that it's not as important it's just for some reason we give it a whole nother it level feel, of yeah it's just like a different thing so it's like if like one of my girlfriends doesn't text me back for a, like a long time and we're in the middle of a conversation all of a sudden she just like stops replying mm-hmm. my brain doesn't automatically go to oh she must something must happen and she must not like me no you know what i mean or like oh my god like what did that what did something did, did they just find a new friend that they're interested in talking to more than me like my you know what i mean right that would not be the way that that my brain would never do that it's because like because yeah. you know your friend and you know that your friend is probably doing something and yeah she probably just and, got busy and like right. can't be with her phone um which is interesting about what how we're trained in relationships right about exactly what we're talking right. about whereas like if i'm talking to someone and and this is not you this is everybody this is everyone, yeah but like like I don't do it as bad as some people. As some people, because I understand. Because when I'm looking at things, I like pull myself outside of it, and I try to look at it from the person's point of view. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to feel like I try to like understand what they're. I'm like, okay, like what is their fear, or like what buttons might this be pushing for them, or like what's you know, like, where are they coming from with their own baggage stuff, too? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, when someone stops talking to you, like, don't... It's not necessarily you. Yeah, right. That's what my point is. It's, like, a... That that can trigger something in them that scares them, so right. they back up or... Right. You know, and right. maybe they can't do it, not because they don't like you, actually because they do like you, and that right. scares them. right. You know, whatever, wherever they are at that time, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't mean they can't do it later. That doesn't mean, but it can mean they can't, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. But everything, when we have those experiences, we tend to take them as that's uh, how, that's yeah. how they are. Like, meaning we'll start labeling, if we have enough of those, we'll start labeling ourselves as something wrong with us. Like, people just don't like us. Or For example, like, okay, so like, here's another, I'm going to use myself again, because it's like the easiest thing I could think of because I don't know anyone else's but (laughs) for a pattern that like I'll see is I tend to like to date people that I can help Mm -hmm. which I don't like in my awake mind in my conscious mind I don't think that they need help right right? you know what I mean like but subconsciously it's the and that also has a tendency to to be something that people who are empathic do Mm. because we can feel the pain in somebody else and not realize that we tend to be attracted to helping people so that pain and there's an attraction in the person and that pain that we feel from them we feel like we can help them and that also is attractive to be able to try to help somebody right um which is one of the things that as an empath we're learning to not do because our job isn't to our to job fix, isn't yeah. to try to fix somebody, and if we're always you know being attracted to, it's also you know that that codependent and that feeling that love and if the person there's a lot to it like it's yeah. not just one layer but 
but if that person needs help and they're not getting the help, you meaning like we can't fix them, nobody can fix anybody. Right, they're Somebody not has seeking to, it on their right, own. Right, if they're not trying to get that. And that's the person that we're attracted to without realizing that there's more to it within us. You right. know, and especially empathic people, that's a, that's a, it's also a, a lot of ways that we would end up with um, narcissistic people or people because there's a feeling of something being broken and that you can fix them, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a, now the average person can do that too, meaning like we tend to, we would feel safer with somebody that, that may need help because that person would need you more and we have a thing about if we are needed. We want people to need us right. in 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 the wrong way, in the codependent way, because if they really need us and they're not going anywhere, right. which is also the way we learned about love in that, you know, that's a codependent. It's like, all right, if they really need us and they're not going to leave us, instead of it being like, well, a healthy needing, right. meaning like we help each other, we're there for each other, we need each other. Right, like how I, the thing that I would like is like that partnership that I was talking about. And I think yeah. most of us would really like that. Right. But we got so many of these old things right. about the way they work and feel so unsafe in ourself, um, feel so uncomfortable in, and scared of relationships. Because after we have the first one, and it, you'd only be in the first one still, right, if they always worked. Right. That's right? true. So you'd only still be in that one. And... Now, you can, but that relationship also would change because everyone changes over time. Correct. So, you know, I've talked to many people, and I was like, um, if they were in a, that was their only relationship that they had. They're like high school sweetheart they married. Yeah. If that was their only relationship, they still had five or ten relationships within that relationship. Within that person, It was just that same person. Yeah. You know, they've gone through all the same things that other people did just with other people. Right. It's very interesting that people don't realize that you could right. be in the, with because the same it, person. Yeah, because at each, like, it's like levels. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you go through a mm-hmm. lot of the same things, not realizing that you just did yeah, it with one person. Yeah, you're, like, growing and person. changing with that person. Well, so we, how does this relate to, like, the portals opening and, like, what's hap- Like what's changing? So the changing is being able to feel safe within yourself, independent within yourself. That's why all of our safety nets and rugs have been pulled out from under us. To make us feel very unsafe. Like, if you look at the last few years, we've been going through so much getting shit pu- pulled from us. Right. And it's been to, to help us to feel so unsafe and so scared so that we'd start to look it in the face and be like, okay, mm-hmm. why is this scaring me? Right. What is this fear? Why am I so afraid of being alone? Why am I so afraid of um, not having enough money? Why am I so, like, why am I so afraid all the time and it has to be done this way. And if th- it's not done this way, then it's wrong. Like, right. that's why there's so much of our safety that got pulled out from underneath us. Right. It like, has to be big enough for you to realize that it's a thing. Right. So you would not realize it until it's being yanked. Right. <clears throat> you know, just how much you relied on that and just how important that was. And without that, you can't move. You're paralyzed because that's the thing that made you feel safe. So when that goes... It's like it's like pulling a bunch of them because it, it wasn't one. It was like one so got pulled an after another. So a relationship got pulled, yeah. and then your job got pulled, and then this got pulled, and then your debt and credit card, and then something happened with your car, and then like it just went like a bunch of life stuff. Big life stuff just started happening, and it was like those things that made you feel safe, and whatever the thing was that made you feel safer, 
uh-huh. seemed to get pulled out. Right. You know? And when that got pulled, it's like stopped you dead. Like talk about like throwing us into depression and fear and all those things. We, you know, so many people have been in like such an extreme place of depression right. um, for years now as we're going through this change, realizing who we really are. Right. And depression to me wasn't about us just being sad. It was about us being scared mm. because the idea to me is we're, we weren't on our right path. We weren't following the path yet. And when we're on our right path, as we're getting on our path, that and as we tend to get on it more, that we start to feel happier. Right. Well, that makes sense too, because I think like as far as like vibrationally and like mindset and like like um hopes and dreams and things like that like mm-hmm. you're sending out a certain frequency when you're sad versus right. you're sending out a certain frequency when you're happy so like if your frequency of like okay my dream is to be like a famous musician mm-hmm. and you're only playing bar gigs mm-hmm. like after a certain time, you're going to kind of feel bummed, you know? But then when you, when you're like, when you get, when like something happens where someone recognizes you and like writes you up in like a magazine for like your frequency changes and then it starts attracting. But I think you have to change your frequency before you do that. Yeah. But um, that's not, but hold on. The point of the whole thing of me saying it though, is the feeling of it like matches because like, vibrationally what you're giving out right you give back yeah because it feels a certain way when you put it out it's going to attract the thing the thing in. back at the at a similar vibration so right. that's why i'm saying like when we don't feel good enough about us and when right. we don't feel loving towards us then what we're putting out to attract love would be less than we'd get what we feel like we deserve right instead of the love that we feel we deserve because we're giving ourselves that love Right. So us learning how to give ourselves love, then putting out that vibration as we just walk around, then that attracts a higher vibration love. Right. And that's what we're learning. So that's why all these safety nets have been pulled out. And now as we're going into this portal and why it's opening. And which the, is this portal? The 88 Lionsgate portal. Uh-huh. As you know, because there's a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. this one is also another big one. And it happens every year, but this one has extra oomph in it because of its got so much energy behind it for these last three years, four years Mm -hmm. of bringing us to a whole nother level. And this one is trying to push us through so that we can actually see more from a different perspective, from, from a new place now that, that we are safe, that we are connected, that we are divine beings, that we can create, that we've been creating and how, and here's a different perspective. And here's the old programs that you've been playing by and to be able to heal them and to understand something better so that you actually are loving yourself more and learning how to do that because that's not a taught thing. That's a, you know, meaning we're taught to not. To not love yourself. To not love yourself. Or take care of yourself. Right. That's the last thing. If something has to go, it's the first thing that goes on our list. Right. It's the thing you put in your schedule for yourself. To take care of yourself. But what's interesting, we've been taught to, we've been taught to take care of other people and to be in service for other people. Mm-hmm. And to be in service is truly what we do. But if we didn't learn how to be in service to ourselves, what do we got to give after a little while? Except for then we get resentment, and then we get um, aggravated all the time that no one's giving back to us. And you're depleted. 
Right, because you have nothing to give. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, if you're giving so much without giving to yourself, right. but then we're looking outside for people to give to us. Right, that's what I was just going to, that's what I was thinking was like, because we're giving so much, we need people, because we are not giving to ourselves to replenish, we're like almost like relying on other people to replenish us. Right. Which is not ideal. Which is not ideal because if those people don't, yeah, then that's how we feel resentful because right. we're saying, I gave this to you, so you need to give that back to me. Right. And they don't even know what it was you gave because honestly, if you do that all the time, they think that's just you normally. Yeah. They don't know you just did 150%. They just think you did what you would normally be doing. Right. Like if you like did like a massive favor and you went super out of your way and like mm-hmm. rearranged. And you just, but you just did it naturally. Yeah. They wouldn't know that you did a massive favor and went out of your way and broke your back and rearranged your whole day to do that. You didn't right. tell them. How yeah. the hell would they know? Right. It's true. So then you'd be like, do you have any, like, so if you ask them, could you, you know, grab me this? They're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to stop at the store. You're like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, you're like, I just, like, moved my whole schedule around so I could help you, like, move your couch, you know, right. into your new apartment. And, like, what the hell? What do you mean? You can't just, like, pick me up this thing when you go to the store? What? Right. And they're like, well, I didn't tell you to rearrange your schedule around to move my couch. and, and Right. We're thinking... What do you mean? Because as a friend and somebody who cares, of course I'd try. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they wouldn't know that, though. They wouldn't right, know that you they're not that. in your head. It's right. That and you just showed we, up. But yeah. we just assume that they would know that we would go out of our way because... Because we love them. And right. that they would go out of their, our way, their way for us. Right. And when they don't, and when they start to say, well, no, I wouldn't do that, we either accept them for that's just the way they are mm-hmm. and go like, okay, well, then I won't go out my way. Like, the the exchange is off. The energy exchange has to feel the same. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to super rearrange my schedule to help them again next time because I know that they wouldn't do that for me. But which, but that's not fair, though, because then it's like... No, expecting. you have to, but you have to not, you have to not be doing that for the wrong reason, meaning right. like exactly. you're doing yes. that. If you want to rearrange your schedule and do that, you know, and we should be doing this in general, mm-hmm. you're doing it because you want to, right? not expecting anything in return. Right. So for, here's a really silly example. Like if I let someone borrow something from me, mm-hmm. um, I don't always expect to get it back. Like it's like, hey, I'm going to trust you with this like piece of makeup, borrow it, use it. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, I might not get this back because it's small. We might lose it. It's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's why there's certain things that you don't borrow. That I don't loan out. No, that yet. you wouldn't loan because because you know that there's a possibility and that's important to you and that's special and they not, may not know. Even if you tell them because it's important and special to you, it may not be as important and special to them. Right. So you're like, you know what, this, this one I won't. Right. Because I've... I'm not sure that I want to lose this. Right. You know, and that's perfectly fine. That's what we're saying. Like, you can't be resentful of losing it if you're giving it. Giving it it out to begin with. To begin with. Yeah. And at the same time, the expectation that we have of somebody feeling the same way about it as we do, how would they even know? And if we tell them, they still might not know. Right. Meaning the feeling is that strong, then we shouldn't be doing it. Right. So it's, you know, 
as you start to see like the change of the the mm-hmm. way that we start to understand and do right. relationships and the way that we look at them will be different and as it's starting to become different it's like wait let me learn how to take care of me let me learn how to give me what i need and stop looking outside to you to give me it and if and i'm not saying we're not going to give to each other i'm saying we're going to give way more to each other right actually from this because we'll have so much more to give and we won't be resentful of it we won't be thinking that, well, I did this for you and you didn't do this for me. And we would then be picking people in the vibration that would match ours right. as the giver that you are. They'd be givers, totally different in, you know, but you'd be accepting people the way they are. And if your vibration doesn't match, meaning that person isn't in the same giving as you, mm-hmm. you'd be okay. That's fine. I just won't do the same. And not from a place of I'm doing that tit for tat. Right. It would just be like your energy would say, okay, it just wouldn't be doing that. Right, which which makes perfect sense as far as like um, <clears throat> like the friendship. Like, so this is like going back to like that whole like friendship connection versus relationship connection and having it feel like imbalanced, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, okay, like my friend, it's like the energy feels the same. It's like if she didn't get back to me, right, it's still like, oh, okay, that's fine because if when I don't get back to her for a while... Her feelings aren't sad either. It's like the same energy right. is being balanced. But then it's like if I'm talking to someone that like I want to date or am dating mm-hmm. and I'm giving a lot of attention to them and like replying right away and like, you know, like going out of my way to Which fit we them tend in. to do. Right. Because you get excited and you want to hang out with them. So you like try to like make time to spend with the person. But then if they... If, or not if they don't, but if you don't think they're doing that. Because you don't know. Right, you don't know what they're doing. They could be rearranging their whole schedule right. and they only had 20 minutes. And right. so they're you like, have and I spent an hour with you and I really only had 20. And you Right, know. yeah. So it's like unless someone's talking to you to say, hey, like, by the way, I'm super, like, pressed for time. Like, I can grab a coffee really quick. Mm-hmm. But then you rearranged your whole day, drove an hour and, like, did all this stuff. Like, you put all this stuff into it and, like, maybe you had to drive to them. Mm-hmm but you didn't know that they weren't even able to even make time for that, and they just kind of made, you know, a quick coffee break right. or something. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's like a whole, like... There's pr- a whole bigger um, pressure on what the person needs to do or feels that the person needs to do, and there's a lot of communication that needs to happen in that because mm-hmm. just like we need to communicate with our friends, but we... Right don't tend to feel the same feeling and sometimes we do with our friends too yeah. where if your friend is like not responding to you and you're always responding to them and you jump to the response thing and they'll leave you hanging there when you're trying to get an answer right well that's different too but we're talking yeah. about you know all different levels yeah um then you could have the same problem with your friend where it's like that's well true. there's an imbalance yeah um so that would be more communicated but that's what i'm saying like if we're feeling more of the love in ourselves then that vibration would be more of a match because mm-hmm. that would be putting out more of that, getting more of that back because that would be the way that it would work naturally because we'd already be feeling self-love for ourselves. Right. So there'd be a natural flow that starts to happen. And that lower energy vibration, we wouldn't tend to accept as our norm mm-hmm. that that would kind of float by us. You know, it would be like, oh, it's not like you wouldn't run into it. So you would, what, give me an example. Meaning, if you ran into somebody that was, um, say, super selfish, yeah, you know, and that weren't wasn't giving or open or you know really cared about, that 
you might meet them and, you know, talk to them and, you know, might have a connection with them and get to talk to them for a little while. But there'd be something that'd be off in the the vibration mm -hmm. that you'd feel pretty quickly because you're in a vibration where it would be like you could kind of go by them with mm -hmm. the energy. You know, you still might talk to them. You still might have um, a little bit of attraction, but it wouldn't be the same level because they're not vibrating. Because as we start to vibrate higher, we're going to be more attracted to the people that vibrate. Similar vibrations, right. right. So we're meaning like, like the doors are opening up for us to be able to like your soul tribe is coming in. Right. Your soul tribe is in, you know, able to be recognized more so. Mm -hmm. And that that the other ones are fa falling away, like the other people. So that's why there's a lot of people that are going out of our life at this point, And there's a bunch of new people coming in. We might not have met the new people yet. Right. But we might be missing the old people because we're like, we're like, meaning like a bunch of people left and we're like, well, I don't feel, where's my, right. where's my people? Yeah. No, interesting. You know, cause we're in the process of the, these big changes, but at the same time you need to take the time to fill that up and fill your own cup. Right. So those new people can't come in till your cup's full. Right. So it's like trying to fill your co cup up and take care of you and before they can come in. Right. So I've noticed too that because like, I mean, this is kind of, this is happening to me, but in its own, like, what, special way? Because, um, I think because, uh, I am, like, aware of, like, lessons where people, like, are coming in and going out, and it's like, oh, okay, like, what's mm -hmm. going on with this? Um, but as you were, like, talking about that, the thing that popped into my mind was, as people fall away, it's opening up space to have alone time, mm -hmm. um, which is actually, oh, by alone time, I mean not time to be bored. Right. I mean, like, actually time to, like, in the way that you would hang out with someone that you love when you make space for them. Right, to hang out with you, who you love, who you're working on loving, right. to make space for you. Right. So at first, it's, like, scary, and you, like, repel the idea of like, oh my God, like this person just canceled on me. Who do I fill this like void with? Like I have a free Tuesday night mm -hmm. that I thought I was going to get dinner with so-and-so. And then now I don't have anything to do. What do I do? Yep. You know, and it's like, um, and then you feel lonely and you feel like no one cares and you feel like there's no one else to, instead of it being like, wait a minute, that might be a blessing because now I get to spend it with me because how do we get to know ourselves if we don't spend any time with ourselves? Right. So, like, what do you do as far as... So, so now that... So, because I've been experiencing this a lot, and I have friends that are, like... You know, because I talk to my friends a lot about mm -hmm. this stuff, it's like they get it. But what do you... How do you help people? Or not help people, but I guess, like, what's the bigger picture for people that might not understand... And, like, they're, like, trying to, like, fill the void with things where it's more like a, no, it's okay, like, embrace. That was just it, just what we just said. Yeah. It's, like, understanding that that may be the gift that you're getting to get to know you and to start liking spending time with yourself. Because if you don't like spending time with you, who, why would other people? Right. And to start looking at those beliefs, it's like, why don't I want to spend time with me? Right, and why, why don't okay? you want to spend time with you? Yeah. Why isn't it okay that, that I have time on a Tuesday night to just be with me? And what would I do with me? Like, right. where would I like to take myself? Right. Because no one said you have to go with somebody else every single day. Right. And what if I am alone? Yeah. Do I have to be lonely? 
Right. Is that, you know, or does it make me more creative? You know, like, oh, I'd really, you know, I've been meaning to do this thing and that I'd really run to learn how to do, mm-hmm. or I wanted to paint, or I wanted to, you know, there's other things that you inside of you mm-hmm. are putting off and looking at at the same time about looking at why you need to have outside stimulation all the time instead of mm-hmm. spending time with you. Right. You know, all those are important. So it's a good time to journal. It's a good time mm-hmm. to write down. It's like, okay, so if, if somebody's going to be there and I'm alone on Tuesday mm-hmm. and I really wanted to because I need to fill that void, that's the time that you sit there and write what you're feeling, you know, right. really write it out. And then as you read it, it's like, oh, wait, what is it that I'm so afraid of about being alone? Right. Because then I'll get to see me. And a lot of people don't like to look underneath because they think it's so bad and it's not. We made it so bad. Those are not true. Those are what we've been taught to believe. And then we continue to prove that they're true because we can make anything true. So what do you mean like so bad? Meaning when we look inside and we think that there's something wrong with us and people won't love us and that this is broken and we're fucked up. That's horrible to us. It just makes us feel worse. It's like, see, they are. No one will love me. Look at these fucked up things about me. Instead of realizing that they're not necessarily that fucked up. Right. It's like everyone has something. Right. And that you're... And that you're making them bigger because you're doing it. Like, I mean, like, once you believe that you're a loser, then you keep acting like a loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then you're actually adding to it. Right, because you're putting out that frequency. You're putting it out and you're doing things that you would think a loser does without realizing you're doing them. Right. And then you become what you say you are. Right, right. You know, instead of it being like, wait a minute, why do I now, why am I vibrating and becoming what I labeled myself as? Because you don't have a choice because you labeled yourself as that. Yeah. So then you become acting like that. So then everyone else looks at you and says you're those things. And you're like, yeah, without realizing that you labeled yourself that. So when those things keep coming up over and over, it's like, looking at like, where did I put that on myself? Mm-hmm. Where did I believe that? How did I get that? Because right. no one said that that's true. Except for me now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like being picked on and being bullied when you're a child. And them telling you that you're a loser and that you're, no one likes you. And that once, so, say they do that to you for, you know, part of sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Not even the whole sixth grade. You don't need anyone else to do that the rest of the year. You will do it to yourself. And then you will get out of school and keep doing it. So seventh grade, eighth grade, you will tell yourself whatever they were telling you that went in. So now that is part of your own dialogue that you say to yourself and that you'll become what you've been if you take it that personally, and a lot of people do, because bullying right. is, 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 you know, a, a group, you know, usually more than one person, right. or one person that does the bullying and the other people, um, what's the word, go along with it. Yeah. You know, it's like going along with. So it's like one person may be doing it, and the person that's being bullied doesn't realize that that maybe everyone else is afraid to say something because they're afraid of the bully. Right. So we would just take it as then everyone else believes that too. So, you know, being told you're ugly or you're fat or you're this or you're that or you're weird or whatever, now you tell yourself that. Mm -hmm. And the more that you tell yourself that, you become that. Even if your weirdness was not weird at all. Right, right. I mean, like, I don't know what weirdness is, but, you know, like, because you look different and wear different clothes than them don't make you weird. Right. It makes you unique and everyone's unique. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to be a cookie cutter of everyone else. Right. But we've been taught you should be. You know, instead right. of you wouldn't be. That would make no sense. 
It just makes no sense to me. It's like so. All flowers are different. They are. All trees all in the woods are different. Exactly. Be like the trees. But the point of that is, as we go through these portals, and you know, you start to get to know yourself, spend time getting to know yourself. You know, be in nature because nature is very helpful. It's a way that helps uplift your energy. Learn how to meditate. You know, do do exercises that you know we give you on here, like the breathing exercise just so you can calm your mind Mm -hmm. because there's so many thoughts that are going through and we're hearing so many thoughts from other people just so you can calm your mind and and calm your emotions so that you can just get a little bit clear and grounded and balanced so you can be like, okay, how do I really feel? What do I really want? Mm -hmm. What's important to me? What makes me feel good about me? And do more of that. Right. What makes me, how I love somebody else, how do I do that for me? And that's part of the thing that we're learning and starting, you know, being pushed to do more of. And that's why we got so many things taken away and so much stress in our face so that we can actually break those molds of this is... Because if we, you know, like anything, if it's not hard enough, if it don't hit us enough, we ain't changing shit. Right, that's very true. So, you know, we've been getting hit and hit and hit and hit. Going like, okay, we're breaking... It's like... It's like breaking, it looks like a statue, mm-hmm. and we're inside the statue. Right. You know, it's like breaking the mold that we've been told that we are when we weren't, mm-hmm. and letting us out. And now we're out, we're starting to come out, and we don't know what to do yet. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because we're so exhausted from the, the journey of breaking the statue, mm-hmm. you know, that there's pieces of the statue still left, but they can fall off at any time. Yeah. But we're so tired, and they showed it to, they showed it to me like this the other day, which I thought was very interesting. I was meditating and so exhausted and they were showing it to like, I heard, no wonder why newborn babies sleep a lot. Mm. They just came from, you know, in the womb, in a whole nother place growing. They went through this whole journey. They now went through a birth canal, which is a lot of pressure and very difficult on them uh, as much on the mom. And now come out and they're a whole nother world and they're supposed to be like what? as they're integrating all this new sound, sight, what the hell? Temperature. And that's why yeah. they're sleeping all the time because their body's trying to and their mind and soul and everyone's trying to adjust to where they are. It's like, this is exhausting. Right. So, you know, we're like newborn babies in this. So give ourselves a break and know that we're all learning and growing. Right, because we're okay. pushing through, like you were saying, we have to push through that needle hole. Right. It's like pushing through what they showed me as the, the needle with all our baggage and now that our, our baggage is getting pulled off mm-hmm. and we can't go through until we don't have the baggage. But there's a lot of baggage that's been coming up and purging out and all it's all good, but there's still some and mm-hmm. there's always going to be some because it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. But what's exciting about it is we've gotten a lot of it up and out so we mm-hmm. can move and now we can move. And just in that movement, there's things that we're starting to see and know and as we do, it's like it grows you know, grows on each other. So it's kind of like the snowball, you know, it's like it grows on, just like our beliefs grew before, you know, like one thing grew into the next thing, which is why we were afraid of this or how relationships are supposed to be. And now it's starting to try to clear and give us a little clear sight so we could actually be like, oh, maybe there's a totally another way. So how did you, how do you break the loop of like setting yourself up to not trust people? Well, the first thing is knowing that you don't. Right. Because unless we know that we don't, because mm-hmm. we'll, I hear this line all the time, I trust people, I give people a chance, 
people say they're open. I trust people. I give them a chance. And once mm-hmm. they fuck it up, then... Yeah. Well, that means you don't trust anyone. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't say it like that. Yeah. No, I'm open and I trust people all the time. Um, and I give them a chance to fuck it up. I mean, you're waiting for them to fuck it up. Because <laughs> you know they're going to. Right. You know, but interestingly, the first thing is, right, the first thing is to know we don't trust people. And to be like, okay, why don't I trust people? What am I so afraid? What am I not trusting them with? I'm not trusting them with my heart. I'm not trusting them with me being vulnerable. I'm not trust. Oh, wait a minute. That's about me. Mm-hmm. That's about me not trusting me. Right? I don't trust me to be able to <laughs> not to get hurt. To be okay right. after. Right. To not yeah. get hurt. To, oh, hold on. I need to work on that in me. Right. And then as I work on that in me, then I will trust and I will feel more discerning about who I let in. Because we're not just going like, oh, I trust everyone. Yeah. And just being, it's more like, I'll be more discerning because I love me. So I would slow down and get to know the person and, and feel and, and spend time and, you know, invest and not just be like. Jump right in. Right. Like, ooh, this person, like, I kind of am interested in. Let me, like, jump all the way in and then, like, let my feelings get hurt when they can't, like, when they're not the right thing. When it would also just prove why we shouldn't trust anyone. Right. Instead of actually going like, hold on, this is about me. I need to slow down and actually be discerning. But I can't be unless I get to know me mm-hmm. and understand like why I don't trust people and why I'm afraid to trust people. And then as I get to learn how to trust me and to trust what I'm looking for and to be okay with the fact that I might get hurt because mm-hmm. there is no guarantees and that I will survive and that mm-hmm. I'll be okay. And then I'm going to go slow so I get to know the person. I'm not jumping in. And I'm not saying that you can't jump in, and, you know, but there's, there's, I'm not saying never. Yeah. I'm saying that, that there's certain times when you can just feel that happens. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's more like we need to slow down because we're just learning. Right. Well, because if you're not entering it slow enough, like for the first, like, energy connection part it's like if you're already like going 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 like if you haven't been being slow right if you haven't been in yourself because right. this is about self first right and then as you do that and what's interesting is then the more that you do and get to know yourself that you can feel the connections with the people right. yeah, way that, quicker that's what i was going to say it's like if you haven't given yourself the time to feel how you feel good on your own mm-hmm. you might not be able to recognize when you feel the a nice connection with someone like you right. just and when you yeah. do and when you do those are the ones you'd explore more but you'd still take your time right you know meaning like you might you know be like okay that that person feels really good to me mm-hmm. because i can feel me more i understand me more but i'm still going to take time to get to know them and they would be more open to getting to know you because that's how you know mutual connections work right um on the same vibration they get to be more open to getting to know you and then you see where it goes and it can be an instant connection. Right. But you would still take that slow in a certain place of, I'm still getting to know them. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I can be more open. I could be vulnerable. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay if I open myself up. I'm going to do it slowly in the idea of, I'm not just opening myself up to anybody. I deserve to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And that's the boundary that we're setting of making sure we're okay before we give all this shit to everybody. And not feeling like we're getting anything back. It's like, I need to give to me first. Mm-hmm. And as I give to me and I'm full, I got a lot to give. Right. And I'm not worried about getting it back. 
meaning like every single person I give to that has to give me it's the same back, otherwise I'm going to feel bad. I'm doing it more because I want to, and if I don't really want to from my heart, then I shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. And the more that we do that, and in relationships, the more that we stop expecting, then we shouldn't be doing, you know. But as you slowly trust yourself and you set up this feeling of understanding yourself more and being okay with being vulnerable and that, yes, sometimes you're going to get hurt, it's, it's okay mm -hmm. that we can survive that and that that's part of the journey, but it doesn't mean you're always going to get hurt. It doesn't mean that you got hurt once get yourself ready for the next time someone's going to hurt you. It's like getting to know yourself and being okay with the fact that, yes, we can get hurt, that there is no guarantee, but you're going slow enough and getting to know you so that you can recognize things differently within yourself and other people, mm -hmm. and that as you recognize that more, you can see, like, oh, that doesn't work with me. That doesn't work for me. Like the vibration feels like not Like the balanced. vibration, and, and so, like, what the person does. Like, they're into this, this, and this, and I'm trying to twist myself to match that because I'm, I want them to be the person. Right, you're like, I'm making, like, rearranging all of my, like, even sleep patterns or, like, just things that don't feel, that don't, like, flow with how I was before I right. hung out I with them turn into the, that person, right? you know, to make that work instead of I'm be still being me. And this goes back to that Venn diagram mm -hmm. where it's like you want to be your own you and know yourself well enough to know what is in your Venn diagram. <laughs> right, right, right. So then that way when you like meet somebody, their Venn diagram can overlap with yours a little bit and those things like vibrationally match, which is why they intersect right. you know which is the more you think about the first part of that is the whole you mm -hmm. you know before you can have another whole so if, you, if, if each person's working on themselves to be a whole them right then it works way better to be an overlapping because otherwise we're taking more halves and trying to put them together but that, that Venn diagram is a whole and a whole, right, that, yeah. that overlaps. So our job as the individual in having the spiritual experience is to know that we're never separate, to know that we are love and that we deserve love and that we need to give that to ourselves, and then we attract it in a mm -hmm. higher vibration. You know, that us understanding our beliefs about what we've been taught is totally wrong and we've been doing things in a way we've been trained, not ever looking not ever questioning, not ever saying, does that even work? This doesn't even feel good to me. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? And then we're working on changing it from there because we're, we're going to have a lot of things that are changing. And we need to be slow and steady and realize that it's okay and that all these things are getting tested because they need to be changed. They've been broken for a long, long, long time. And on that note, wow, it's, uh, we've been doing this for an hour and a half, so we're getting an extra long podcast because yeah. we haven't been on Because we had so much to talk about. What are we naming this? Because God knows we talked about a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, and um, we have a... Well, this is like the d a double podcast in one since it's been yeah, so since long. Yeah, since it's been a month. And we're going through so much big changes and stuff. Right. Um, in, the, in the whole... Um, what I was going to say is, you know, we're on Instagram, mylana underscore inspired. Um, please like this, share this, um, subscribe. It's on YouTube. It's on, I think I put it on SoundCloud. Um, on YouTube under This Is Only Your Life podcast. 
and SoundCloud, iTunes, and I think on the YouTube, you know, to help us with, you know, taking the time out, there's a donation button. You can donate through PayPal, and I'll, I'll put it on the Instagram, too, because oh. it's, it's um, people have asked me, it's like, mm-hmm. how, do, how do we help you to be able to do more podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff? Because both of us take our time to, you know, and it's a lot of work to do. Right. Um, so it's like giving an energy exchange for the stuff that we do, and we really appreciate that. And um, other things that we're working on, I still have to put the past life class up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so so busy and so exhausting. Um, anything else? Anything else that we need to go over? So when I put the past life class up, I will put that um, on probably both all of the all of the platforms mm-hmm. meaning you'll know it on here but I'll put it on Instagram and I'll put it on um I think also on the Facebook page we also have a Facebook page um and we have um a newsletter you could sign up for on the website at mylana.com um it's funny cuz you get a free you get a free relaxation CD if you sign up for the newsletter oh and which would be that's which is good cuz a, bu- a bunch of people signed up for the newsletter and what's funny is I haven't had time to send out a newsletter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they got a free CD thinking that a lot of people, like, don't want to sign up for it because people bombard them with stuff. Right. They haven't gotten a newsletter from me in, like, six months. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. Um, so if there's any questions that you have or anything that you'd like us to talk about, um, mylana at Gmail, um, you know, let us know. M-I-Y-L-A-N-A. Yes, M-I-Y-L-A-N-A. And... Halls, what's our what's our end? What's our ending? Um, There's so many other things that I, I wanted to say and I don't even know what they are. Well, we were we w- mean as far as like no, as far as the updates and stuff that yeah. Oh, uh, you mean energetically updates? No, oh, as far as trying to keep up with you know. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. Um well. Where are they you know all this social media stuff <laughs> that is way not. I would. But so that people can find us and you know. Yeah. Um, toodles. Oh, yes, toodles. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Bye.